Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Nevermind the Bar Charts with myself, Mark Pack, and this time my special guest is Anton, no, correction, councillor Anton Georgiou, because Anton, you won a spectacular council by-election victory in January with a 28% swing to take a seat off Labour in Brent in North London, making you now the first Democrat on the council for quite a few years. Yes, that's right. So, A, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and we were just chatting earlier about what it's like being a councillor and so on. But before we get on to that, I think one of the big challenges in the party is encouraging more people to stand for council and particularly more talented people, yep. you know, like yourself, to think all oh, local government might be an area they're interested in. So what motivated you to stand for council this time around? So I've been a member of the party for quite a few years mm. now. Um, I've seen a number of elections. Um, main, I've been on the losing side more times than on the winning side, so it's nice to be on the winning side finally. Um, and, you know, Brent has a long history of having good local uh, councillors. Um, we formerly had an MP in Brent Central, which is the constituency I live in. Um, so oh, it's Sarah Tether? That's Sarah Tether, yeah, exactly. Um, and she won a, a famous by-election mm. in 2003, so history is repeating mm. itself in Brent. Um, but, you know, local government is really important, and that's one of the reasons I joined the Liberal Democrats, because of the record mm. that local Liberal Democrat councillors have in Brent. Mm. And the impact that you can actually have uh, to the day-to-day -day lives of our residents. Um, I'm already finding that, you know, as a local councillor in Alperton, I'm able to do a lot for my residents just for the f mm. because I'm there, you know, active on the ground, speaking to them, you know, ensuring that I'm following up cases with officers. Um, and that's what being a Liberal mm. Democrat really is all about, doing that hard work on the ground. And there's a nice stream of photos I've seen on your Twitter account, of almost like before and after, things like broken bollards exactly. that have been repaired yep. and so on. And the thing that, you know, when I came out campaigning at the beginning of the year for your by-election, the thing that really struck me was it felt like the ward was one that had been really neglected by its councillors. There was just casework on li almost literally on every corner. Um, have you found that... Um, it, it's making a big difference having you there now, sort of able to help take up this casework on behalf of uh, residents in the ward? Yeah, so as you say, uh, one of the main issues mm. that I ran on was the fact that Alperton for a very mm. long time has been neglected by mm. the Labour Council mm. and the Labour councillors in the area. Um, and when you came, you saw firsthand, mm. you know, the rubbish on the streets, mm. the broken pavements, the potholes in mm. the roads. And, you know, those are the bread and butter issues that Liberal Democrats are very, very good at fixing mm. and getting things mm. sorted on. Um, so, uh, yes, I do think that since being elected, there has been a marked difference mm. in the way that yeah. the Labour Council is mm. reacting to what, what we're doing and what I'm doing. Uh, you know, we're keeping them, you know, busy. Mm. And that's exactly what I was elected yeah. to do. Um, but the officers, too, you know, mm. I had a conversation This mm. is off the record, so I won't name names. But I had a conversation with an officer in Brent who told me that ever since being elected, mm. He's noticed that the labour, my labour colleagues in my ward have had to, to start working too. So <laughs> excellent. So, no, uh, I was going to say excellent. I guess excellent for the residents. Maybe it'd be totally, quite nice I mean, if they'd stayed lazy. Be easier no, to beat them as well. Well, stuff. well, but at the same time, you know, they're there to do a job too. Yeah. And if I'm, if me being there, you know, working hard for the residents mm. means that they're getting on with it too. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all. That's that's a good thing. And what do you think is giving you a sort of distinctive Lib Dem edge to this all? Because I guess. 
you know, Lib Dems love to be photographed pointing at potholes. Mm. And I think often people like yourself are particularly motivated by a desire to help residents deal with such issues. But being anti-pothole or anti-graffiti or anti-dump rubbish is not distinctively a Liberal Democrat uh, outlook. You know, you can be pretty illiberal and even quite anti-democratic and still think potholes should be fixed. So how are you finding working in a more a distinctive Lib Dem approach to the more bread and butter casework type issues? Well, I, I think that fundamentally mm. Liberal Democrats get it. Mm. Uh, we know how to work hard on the ground. We know how to communicate with residents regularly. Um, I've already in my first mm. six weeks, I think it is now, mm. I've sent around two ward focuses and on to the third one now. Excellent. Uh, Has someone told you that it's not election time anymore? Uh, no, no one. No, they actually appreciate the fact that, you know, for mm. once they've had they've got someone who's working hard yeah. on their behalf, a representative mm. who wants to keep in touch with them. And I'm always asking mm. for feedback and, and asking for people to get in touch to mm. let me know the issues that matter yeah. to them. So... It's just what we do best. What, what we do best, and I think that we've always gone edge on the other parties, actually, mm. because we understand that yeah. we understand it's so important to not only do the pointing and take the pictures mm. and post on social media, but also keep in touch regularly mm. with our residents and let them know the hard work that we're all doing. And one of the things I guess that is a little bit unusual about your ward is compared to the sorts of wards Liberal Democrat councillors typically represent. It's probably a fair degree poorer than than your classic yeah. Liberal Democrat ward, and also a much higher BAME population, proportion of the population, than classically. So have you... What do you think was the secret of your success in a ward that is maybe not quite classic current Lib Dem territory? So, um, as you say, Alperton is a, is a very special mm. ward. It's a ward that the Liberal Democrats have held in the mm. past. Uh, so there was that historic mm. Liberal Democrat support and, you know, councillors like Daniel Brown mm. and Mike Haskin, who were there before me, you know, did amazing work for the residents. And actually the people who have been there throughout and have, have you know, lived mm. there for the last 30 years have no noticed the difference having, mm. uh, you know, the difference it was like when you ha we had a Liberal Democrat councillor in the ward. Um, and just as a little aside, I remember Daniel Brown taught me an excellent tip. So when he was a councillor, he had a huge volume of that sort of day-to-day -day type casework, you know, as, as you're encountering now as well. And he had this really clever trick of setting the autocorrect on his phone to be a complete email to a council officer about a topic. So he could just type in something like GRF. Yeah. And that would then autocomplete into a complete email to report some graffiti where he would then just have to only type in the extra little bit of information about yeah. the exact location. Uh, so he was certainly a real demon at ploughing well, through mean, the casework. I'm, 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 I'm so fortunate to, to, to be in Brent mm. and to have people like Daniel Brown mm. and Paul Lorber mm. on my side helping mm. me and advising me. Um, but as you say, Alton is a, is a, a, a very different ward mm. to the type of ward that generally Liberal yeah. Democrats do well in. It's actually one of the poorest wards in Brent. Mm. It competes with Stonebridge yep. to be one of the poorest wards, and it's one of the most diverse wards in the yep. borough. Um, probably one of the most diverse wards in the country, yep. actually, with about 50% Hindu population. Yep. So during the campaign, it was really important for us to reach out mm. to those diverse mm. communities and send out specific mm. messages to Hindu voters, mm. uh, to Muslim voters as well. Mm. I had support from um, organisations mm. in the Liberal Democrats like LDCRE, mm. Uh, with uh, Roderick Lynch mm. and Councillor Rabina Khan and others like that, you know, who really did help with those niche messages that are important to get out to the diverse communities yeah. in the ward. 
And I, I guess it's worth adding, because sometimes there's a little bit of a stereotypical view of London as being sort of the rich place in the bottom right corner of the map that sucks in wealth and, and, and so on. But, but actually, you know, not only is, is your ward one of the poorest in Brent, if you were to look at it on a na- nationwide level, it would be in the sort of the poorest, the poorest end of the scale, unfortunately, as well, wouldn't it? it yeah. you know, there's the, and, and one of the things that struck me in, in areas of the ward is you could see the, almost some of the social divisions in the country in miniature. I remember mm. particularly there's one road where there's this big new luxury looking development on one side by the waterfront. And then on the other side of the road, uh, you know, a, a set of housing where it looked like, um, and obviously one shouldn't judge too much by appearances, but it looked like there's quite severe poverty yeah. you know, on the other side of the road and plush new luxury developments. Yeah. Um, and that side by side almost encapsulates part of the broader social problems totally. that we face in the country. Yeah. In terms of what you feel you're able to do as a councillor, um, have, you, have you managed to yet get stuck, stuck into any of those bigger issues that are the sort of one level above the immediate... Uh, street level casework. I mean, when you talk about the developments mm. that you were mm. seeing in Alperton and the fact that they were side by side mm. with residential mm. houses that, you know, on the mm. face of it look to be quite run down and the, the people there yeah. probably live quite hard lives, actually, mm. uh, you know, that's something that I'm very much wanting mm. to, to, to delve into mm. and understand a bit more. Um, I think that it's totally abhorrent that, you know, councils across London mm. and I'm sure across the country. Mm are allowing um, you know, these developers to come in and build these luxury apartments, luxury flats that aren't affordable to residents in my ward generally. Um, and that's something that I've already uh, started to, to discuss uh, with residents. I've set up a petition uh, calling on the council to halt any new developments that come into Alberton if there isn't the infrastructure that you know, is desperately needed for local people in the ward. You can't build all these luxury homes and flats and not have coupled with these development plans, new schools, better transport links, um, you know, just the infrastructure that local people desperately need, leisure facilities, etc. But yes, I do agree with you that, you know, it's a a bigger issue here. And and one of the things that I'm very passionate uh, to to do more about and to to raise my voice on is the need for actual social housing. Mm. Uh, You know, there are lots of people on the housing Mm. waiting list in Brent and lots of them in Alperton too. Uh, You know, they're seeing these luxury developments uh, being built Mm. in the ward, but not enough social housing Mm. on the side too. And that social housing Mm. is what we desperately need. And that's how I think we alleviate the, the huge uh, crisis of, of uh, you know inequality in, in the capital and also across the country and certainly judging by even as simple a metric as the heights of the buildings you know a lot of this new build in Alperton is increasing quite significantly the sort of average density of population in the area which potentially is great I guess for helping crack uh, some of the housing shortages problems yeah. but also could put a big strain on local services yeah totally the, again just thinking about that that visual contrast of the blocks to be built on one side of the road and the housing on the other mm. it probably will what, double or treble the number of yeah. people living within that you know that bit where we were campaigning that day and that requires more gp surgeries and the likes i guess the hope is that some of that gentrification, for want of a better word, if that helps, therefore, bring in improvements in public services, those are improvements that will benefit everyone. So it can be, uh, you know, yes. everyone ends up better off rather than it being an us, us versus them sort of zero-sum game. Yeah, it, it could be, uh, but that, require, <coughs> that requires, you know, 
those who are able to, to make these bigger decisions about what's what infrastructure is put yeah. into the ward and what spending is 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 uh, diverted to the ward it, it needs them to actually agree that what we're saying and at the moment i don't think that's the case and a lot of residents who have been in alberton for a number of years uh do feel that they've been let, let down yeah. um, by um, the council and by developers who just simply aren't taking their, yeah. their views into account when they're making these decisions. And obviously part of the route to getting that right is to elect more people like you. Indeed. And so given that you know you have one in a ward that is not the typical sort of ward that Lib Dems win at the moment, but the sort of territory that Lib Dems have won in the past mm -hmm. and very much need to be able to win again in the future... What would you sort of say is the, was the secret of your success? What can other people learn from your own 20, what was it, 28% swing mm. uh, to replicate that in their own areas? So I think that when we say that this that the ward Alpton mm. wasn't necessarily a ward that is naturally a Liberal mm. Democrat ward, actually it should be. Mm. Reason being, um, the Labour Party who have generally held this ward and you know I have been in charge mm. of Brent for a number of years, They've just taken voters and residents mm. for granted for yeah. too long. And, and we understand mm. that, you know, we are a new force mm. in British politics. Um, we, we represent something that goes beyond the left and the right. Mm. You know, we're about doing the mm. things that need to mm. be done. Uh, and I think that, you know, my message would be that what happened in Alberton can happen elsewhere. Yeah. The, the issues are there, um, the, the casework is there, there is a huge amount of um, apathy mm. at the moment out in the country. Mm. And, you know, I found it in Alberton too. You know, the number of people I had to convince to actually mm. go out and vote, otherwise yeah. they wouldn't have. I mean, it was a cold January mm. by-election uh, just after a general election. People were mm. fed up of the idea mm. of an election. And yet, you know, because I was able to, to talk mm. to them about mm. the reasons why this one was really important, mm. they did go out and vote. And obviously they... They return, mm. the, they return me as their councillor. But what I would say is that any ward is winnable with the right messages, mm. the right candidate, the right team. Mm. I mean, I couldn't have done this without the amazing mm. team I had, right? You know, the pe from people in Brent to people across London, Newmark, you know, a number of mm. other VIP guests who came over the course of the campaign. Ed Davey came. You know, it was fantastic. Caroline Pigeon, mm. Siobhan Benita. I just think that as Liberal Democrats, mm. we can be ambitious about what we can achieve because mm. I do think we have a unique message mm. um, and I think that we're a very good bunch mm. of people and it's about getting out there and selling mm. that um, and we sold it in Alberton mm. and I think if we can sell it in Alberton, we can sell it elsewhere. Yeah, excellent. And in terms of what the sort of the broader lessons for the party overall is, I guess one of the things implicit in what you've just said, Anton, is that we should be self-confident about our ability to win support from people across a broad range of different areas. Um, are there any other sort of lessons that you've drawn from, I guess in particular, why you've managed to be successful and what the party needs to do differently in future to help replicate that success better elsewhere? So I think that given that Alperton was, is such a diverse mm. ward, it became essential mm. to speak to voters mm. that sometimes mm. as a party, I feel that we don't speak mm. to enough. Um, London itself is, you know, a very diverse yeah. city, and there are other cities across the country, uh, across the country that are as mm. diverse as us. And I do think that what we need to be better mm. at is entrenching ourselves in these communities, yeah. 
making sure that we have roots in the Hindu community, in the Muslim community, um, in, in the Jewish community, and actually work building from there, finding members from there. You know, that's, that's how I think that we, that we build this. And also, you know, Alperton, we came from third place in 2018 mm. with, um, with about 10% of the vote mm. to now winning with about 40%. Mm. And that was only possible because we were very ambitious about what we could achieve. We didn't go into this election saying, oh, we're here to, you know, increase our vote share. Yeah. We went into it thinking we can win it. Mm. And the reason we thought we could win it is because the issues were there and um, the historic Liberal Democrat yeah. vote was there. We just needed to, to find it again. And also that work with diverse communities was essential. If it wasn't for the fact that we made a special effort to reach out to Hindu voters, mm. um, if it wasn't for the fact that we made a special effort to reach out to Muslim mm. voters with a, a special letter to mm. these communities explaining why the other parties have let them mm. down and why the Liberal Democrats and I would be a different mm. sort of representative. You know, that's how mm. you do it, and I think that that's what we should be yeah. replicating. And having done that successfully, you therefore are a councillor, um, and driving your Labour colleagues to being more active than they were before. How, them mad, yeah. <laughs> how else are you finding being a councillor? You know, I think that the most rewarding thing about being a councillor, and I think what I'll find rewarding for the next two and a half years, is being able to meet residents, mm. um, sit down with them in mm. their living rooms, have a cup of tea and discuss the issues that matter mm. to them. I'll then be able to use my, uh, this new title that I have, mm. this position, to actually get some action. Yep. You know, I'm not going to be able to fix the, mm. all the problems mm. that people are telling mm. me about, and I most definitely won't be able to totally clean up Alberton, mm. which is what you know, uh, what, what my main ambition is, is, but what I can do is do a number of, you know, uh, uh, work on casework, get to know mm. my residents, spend very little time in the civic centre, our town hall, because there's absolutely no need to be there. Um, it's about working on the ground and continuing to campaign yeah. for, you know, for Alton and its residents. Yeah. And what, is there anything that's surprised you that where, where you were expecting being a councillor might be like one thing, but it's then turned out a bit, bit different in practice? I think that the only surprising thing is how silly full council can be. <laughs> Um, How often do you have full council meetings? Are they uh, monthly? Five, five times a year, yeah. I think. And I had my budget, uh, the full, uh, the council tax setting and budget yeah. um, meeting on last month. Mm. And yeah, it was just total politi political theatre mm. that's totally unnecessary. A couple of Alperton residents came mm. to cheer me on yeah. from the uh, public gallery and my mum was there and a couple of Brent activists. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they were all a bit amused at how... Um, it was a how, bit like Prime Minister's questions totally, in terms of just and, being and for it long needed politics. To be, no, it needed to be, you know, it should have been, in my view, a place where you can discuss big ideas mm. and actually speak on behalf of residents. I think I was the only councillor to mention the ward that they represent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the leader of the council spent a good three minutes um, berating me after, <laughs> uh, after being elected. So, you know, that's fine. Um, but I just thought that, it wouldn't be like that, but yeah. clearly is. Yeah, so a little bit sort of punch and Judy type. Yeah, punch and Judy. Type I gave, politics. I gave as good as I got though. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, oh, you've got I native did. already, <laughs> and done. <laughs> and I mean, and obviously there is a role for that element of politics. I mean, I think PMQs, for example, you know, Prime Minister's questions in Parliament. I mean, I re I just dislike in the sense of it's a really bad way of holding the Prime Minister to account and all of that. But there is obviously a role for 
people to openly show their political differences mm. and argue that. But I, I, I guess, you know, for something like a budget setting council meeting, you know, we would hope there might be a little bit more actual scrutiny and debate of the budget rather than just the political rhetoric. Yeah, agreed. Um, so anything else surprised you, in a, maybe in a positive way? Because that surprise was, was probably not a positive one. <laughs> in terms well, of I think that the most positive surprise is just how lovely the residents have been mm. since I've been elected. You know, I mm. had so many lovely emails and letters mm. sent to me. Um, and more often than not, mm. the, begin- the beginning of mm. these uh, emails mm. began with a really it was really nice to meet you or mm. it was so nice to meet one of your team yeah um because for the first time in a long while mm. we felt listened to mm. and you know this is another shout out to all the people mm. that came to yeah. alperton from you know all across mm. the country actually mm. we had phenomenal amounts of mm. people coming on the day i think we had over 90 people mm. knocking up it's really impressive you know in a late january mm. by-election it's incredible so you know what we all did mm. together uh, was noticed mm. and I'm you know I've been pleasantly surprised by how many people took that you know took that as a positive and actually have yeah. sent back emails and, and letters mm. to tell me how grateful oh, that they lovely. were yeah excellent excellent that must that must warm your heart when you it have to steal really? yourself for another another canvassing yeah. session in horrible horrible weather well after a by-election in January and nothing will fail everything is easy it's yeah. fine now yeah yeah <laughs> And obviously, we've got the London mayor elections and London assembly elections we coming do. up uh, in the not too distant future, which cover your ward as well. Mm-hmm. Being a bit, you know, Brent being a London borough, um, and it sounds like from what you were saying earlier about the importance of some of these planning issues, that actually the mayor of London is quite an important post in terms of the direct day to day impact on the lives of residents in your ward because of the mayor of London's power over planning and so on. Yeah. Um, What's your, I mean, what's your take on our current mayor? I think that um, Mayor Khan um, was elected, um, you know, in quite a, mm. a big, you know, it was quite a big win. Mm. And, you know, he, he, he talked the talk, mm. but um, he really hasn't walked the walk mm. over the last uh, four years. Mm. Uh, he's, he's had big things to mm. say, but there's very little action that you can mm. point to that he's yeah. actually been able to, to get done. Um, whereas we have, mm. in our candidate mm. for mayor, Siobhan Benita, someone who has spent a great number of years working mm. in the civil service. She's worked in every single department that is necessary mm. and will touch her role when she becomes mm. mayor um, in, in May. Um, she is a visionary. She's someone inspiring. Mm. She came to Alperton a number of times. Mm. Just this morning, I was delivering um, my latest focus, and I actually saw... Um, a Siobhan Benita leaflet stuck in someone's yeah. window. So she's clearly yeah. resonating with, uh, with London. And was that a leaflet that you had delivered or has someone else been someone sneaking else out had deli- Someone Excellent. else had delivered Excellent. it. So uh, it's, all, it's all coming together. Um, but, you know, we have mm. in Siobhan, mm. in my view, uh, someone who is ready on day mm. one to be mayor, mm. uh, to make, you know, the city that I love, mm. but I know, you know, should and mm. can be so much better, you know, a greener, safer, kinder mm. city... Um, but also, you know, a day after um, International mm. Women's Day, it's about time mm. we had a female yeah. mayor of London too. Mm. So Sadiq's been a letdown in my view, mm. but Siobhan most yeah. definitely won't. And I think that that's why, mm. you know, Londoners really need to get yeah. out and support her. And we do as well to yeah. get help get her elected. And I think, as you say, it's really hard to point to things that Sadiq Khan has really made a difference on. 
I mean, well, everything he's made a difference on has been Liberal Democrat policy. <laughs> I mean, Caroline Pigeon has mm. been pushing for the the uh, one hour bus ticket mm. uh, for a decade, mm. uh, which he now claims is his own, mm. which is totally not true. But, yeah. Okay, so what uh, other than obviously helping uh, the Liberal Democrats to a cracking result in London in May with a uh, uh, huge sway the votes from from Brent? What sort of what comes next? you think because we've not got the the next set of council elections in Brent for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of local parties find that really challenging as to how to keep things going when you've not got an election just around the corner mm. have you got any thoughts yet as to how you're going to keep keep that rebuilding process going obviously not every month will be as spectacular as January was no um, but there's a long way to go between where we are now with you as the first Lib Dem councillor and a Lib Dem council leader, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, but there's a lot of road to travel between now and then. Have you given any thoughts as to how you're going to keep that momentum going? I mean, there is a lot of road Mm. to travel, but what I would say is that um, in order to get Mm. to the point that we Mm. we want to be at, and it would be to to one day Mm. be running Brain Council, Mm. um, we know that there's a lot of work to do. And campaigning can't just be at election time. I mean, we Liberal Democrats know that better than most. Uh, we campaign all year round, work hard all year round, and you know we're now coming up to the spring. Mm. Uh, it's going to be summer soon. It will be better delivery weather, better canvassing weather, and that's what we're just going to keep doing. Because I think that my election in Bren, as as the the, the first uh, Liberal Democrat councillor for a while, uh, means that we can only go, we can only keep going mm. up from there. Yep. Um, I want to uh, win uh, in in twenty twenty two with two mm. colleagues. I'd like um, Sudbury, mm. uh, a neighbouring ward where Paul Lorber is hoping mm. to stand. I want him to re- retake that. You know, there are several mm. wards in Brent. There are, there's que- there are wards that we did really well in in the general election mm. and also in the European elections, which we can't forget we won mm. in London. And in su- several wards in Brent, we topped as well. You know, there are wards like Queen's mm. Park where we can win as well. So the ambition is to keep working mm. hard so that in 2022, I'm not the only mm. Liberal Democrat in Brent. I become one of many, mm. uh, one of a strong, formidable team mm. who will challenge the Labour Council and hopefully one day topple them and become, you know, the the uh, the governing party in Brent yeah. once again. Absolutely. And that's a rather nice note on which to end because the previous podcast uh, that I did, it was an interview with Stephen Robinson, who is the Liberal Democrat leader mm. of Chelmsford Council. So hopefully... Uh, in the not-too-distant future, you will be able to come back and we can do an interview comparing what you're finding being a Lib Dem Council leader is like compared with Stephen's experience. That would be good. Uh, And certainly what Stephen talked about, what he's able to do as council leader, I think really nicely illustrates how important getting local government power is for the party. We have 50, 5-0 Lib Dem council leaders or co-leaders around the country but there are you know many many more councils that we could and should be running and that would make such a difference to even more people's lives so really interesting hearing how why you decided to stand how you won how it's then turning out as a councillor so thank you very much for that Anton if anyone listening is inspired themselves to think oh maybe I want to be a councillor too do go and check out the Association of Liberal Democrat Councillors, ALDC, at www.aldc.org. Huge amount of information and support and training available via ALDC. And if you've got any feedback on this podcast or suggestions for who you'd like to see me talk to on future episodes, by all means, send a tweet to at 
Bar Chart Podcast. But otherwise, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>